What is up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports Episode 7. I'm your host, Will Feller. And I'm your co-host, Davis Garrig. And today, we have a very special guest on our show. He's the starting defensive end at IU. Please welcome Michael Ziemba. Michael, thank you for coming on our show today. Of course, man. How you boys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. So I know you guys have started workouts and everything. How's how's that been going on for you, Mike? Uh, it's been great. We uh, we're always just in there with our masks, just like you said earlier. You know, you said uh, you guys are wearing masks like at your school, so we're doing the same thing. Wearing masks, we're still running and working out and everything. So it's going great. How is the uh, pandemic, the coronavirus going on, affected the way that you guys are, are preparing for games or? How is it affecting what you guys do differently from a normal practice? Uh, well, we haven't even started practicing yet, so don't really know about that yet. We really don't know much. Just like, you know, how the whole world doesn't know what's going to happen next. Like, it's the same thing with us. You've, I know you must have heard about the, uh, that non-conference play. Like, yep. I saw all those posts the other day. So, you know, it's like every day. I'm still, I'm still waiting to hear news and everything like that, just like you guys. So... Michael, you're from Lake Mary High School all the way down in Florida. So when you were a junior and a senior in high school and you started getting recruited by Indiana, how did you perceive Indiana football as a, as a junior and senior from so many miles away in Florida? Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but my teammate Nick Westbrook, he actually just got, you know, picked up by the Titans. He was, you know, he was number 15. I'm sure you, I'm yeah. sure you know him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was a beast, and we went to the same high school. So uh, I, whenever I was like a sophomore, I saw like Coach Inge, you know, and I saw all these coaches coming through to Lake Mary to uh, to recruit him. And then they, you know, they just saw me. And then uh, they, thank God, they offered that offer, you know. And uh, yeah, that's it. Went on from there, you know. So how much did the impact did Nick Westbrook have on you coming to IU with him? I mean, that's just one of my boys, you know, having him up here just spending time with me, you know, he was my host for my, for my uh, official visit. And, you know, I've just hung out with him over the years and it was just cool having somebody from home with me. Yeah. And I know you played tight end as well in high school and you had that chemistry with Nick Westbrook in high school at Lake Mary. So when you got switched to defensive end in Indiana, what were your first initial thoughts on that? I mean, I thought it was pretty cool, you know, because, uh, I played linebacker too. So I, I, you know, I ran tight end and linebacker. And then whenever coach Hagen was like, yeah, we want you to play defensive end. I was like, let's do it. I was like, that sounds cool to me. So I got out there and you know, it's worked out so far. So it's good with me. Do you ever mentor any of the um, tight ends or linebacker freshmen or seniors because you've had experience in the past playing it? Uh, yeah. You mean like the incoming guys right now? Yes. Yeah, dude, you already know. Like, we got to – I got to help them. Because, you know, it's tough coming in. I remember when I came in as a freshman, it's tough. That learning curve, learning all these new plays and stuff, that, you know what I mean? You got you to gotta get help. I was talking to the, you know, like Greg Gooch and Rob McRae from a couple of years ago. They were seniors yeah. as a freshman, so they were helping me out. Did you have any trouble learning the plays when you were young? Uh, learning the plays? Heck yeah, man. You already know. <laughs> There's a lot of plays to, to learn. Yeah, especially, you know, as a defensive end when you drop into coverage and stuff like that. I know that's tough. 
and stuff, um, doing all that stuff. But what, what's been the most exciting thing about Indiana football so far? It's the most exciting thing. I guess just yeah. in, you know what I mean? Like my first college game was versus Ohio State on, uh, you know, we had college, we had a college game day. You know what I mean? Like it's just hype. You know, I was about to, I almost said, you know, well, I almost said something else, but yeah, it's just super hype games. And uh, that's like the best part about it. We just play in the best games, you know, against the best people. So that's what it's about. When you play games against, say, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, how much of a factor does crowds actually have into offenses? Because I've heard, you know, pros in the NBA and the NFL say, like, crowds don't really affect us. It's all about focus. So how much does crowds really have on your defense or the offense as well? I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I was just talking about, like playing in these huge – like stadiums, you know, we went to Nebraska last year and I remember planning about in front of a hundred thousand. And I just remember a couple of times, you know, I'm just looking up like, wow, this is crazy. Cause you know, it's so many people and it's crazy, you know, to hear them cheer and just hear them go crazy for their team. And, you know, even hear them, you know, do other stuff like, you know, some of the fans are screaming stuff, but yeah, dude, it's, it plays a huge factor. You know, you can, you definitely can hear them. It's no joke. <laughs> Do you guys ever have trouble communicating on the field with each other because of that factor of the loud noise? Of course. Of course. That's why, you know, you got to use like signals and you got to do a bunch of stuff like that. You know, just uh, you got to be loud. You got to speak up. Yeah. And the thing that I love watching me in a football lot is whenever you guys get a turnover, Tom Allen, I always see him jumping around on the field and, and clapping and patting you guys right. in the back. It's not a turnover. Like it's, it's not a turnover. It's a takeaway. A takeaway. A takeaway. Yeah, it's a takeaway. But we're taking the ball from them. <laughs> yep. That's, what, that's so, what he's always preaching. That's what he's always preaching to us. Like, takeaways are, like, our number one priority. It's, like, what we focus on. Yeah. So, do you think takeaways are a big part of getting back momentum to your offense? Of course, man. It's a huge – huge uh momentum builder you get the ball back for them they get all hyped we get all hyped and then you know we just we go crazy <laughs> and um so i'm gonna take you back to recruiting the recruiting process process and i'm gonna take you away from football from a for from football for a second what what did the campus of indiana i've been down there so many times and i love the campus and how big of a part did the campus play into you coming to IU other than other schools? Uh, I mean, I can tell you a little, a little story. I mean, whenever I was here, you know, you know Coach Wilson, Kevin Wilson from yep. a few years back? Yeah, of course you guys know about him. So I committed to him. So I committed to him a couple years ago. And whenever I got here, he took us he, – he personally took me and my mom – around everywhere so I mean seeing all that stuff with him you know I made it even more special so it was just it was awesome just how you know seeing like the you know the sample gates and going to Buffalo Louis and you know we're going to all these best like places and you know it's just a great time so yeah it plays up uh, it was definitely you know seeing this awesome campus I definitely wanted to come here so I I hear you talking about Buffalo Louis which is probably one of my favorite spots to eat on the campus 
me too. What's your like ultimate favorite place to eat on the campus? Uh, you ever been to Yonkos? No. So Yonkos, it's just the, it's the steakhouse, and uh, shit. I mean, I've I've been there tons of times, just with uh, on like recruiting visits and all this stuff. And every time, you know, they tell you to get like the big, like the biggest steak, you know, the best steak, and add lobster and all this stuff. So it's just nice going there. So yeah, I'd definitely say Yonkos, <laughs> and it's it's always free too. So that's why I like going. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> During the winters in in Indiana is way different than Florida. Um, it's really cold up here in the winters. So when you're playing football against like Purdue, who's like the last game of the season, yep. and it's it's always super cold. Was it weird to adjust from the heat of Florida to the cold of Indiana during the winter? Yeah, big time, man. But uh, but I also like it too. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm never putting on no sleeves or nothing. I was always making sure just to just wear what I normally wear, even if it's cold. So. Yeah, it's it was a huge difference. Even just not even playing football, even just like you know walking around with mm-hmm. these huge coats on and stuff now. So, yeah. yeah, you already know it's a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm ta- I know Tom Allen goes crazy, and I'm sure he, just as much as he does on the sidelines, still in the locker room. And so, what what's the craziest like thing you've seen happen in the locker room out of your career? <laughs> From Coach Allen or from, like, just from anything? Just your team in general. I've seen some crazy stuff, man. You got no, you guys got no idea. But, uh, but, I mean, the craziest thing I've seen, I mean, you know, just dudes acting a fool, you know, just dudes being crazy. <laughs> just doing, you know, funny stuff. It, you know, if it's just pulling a prank or, you know, just – you know, it's just, you know, stuff that goes down in the locker room. Like, I can – bunch of funny stories, but, you know, that's for another time. Uh, it's just like team bonding, you know. Yeah, pretty much. You already know. How much? How much does the team? I'm sure the team gets bonds more when you're in the locker room than anywhere else. Uh, yeah, definitely on the field too. Yeah. You already know. Cool, man. Um, I'm sure when you guys are slacking off or not focused in practice or something coach allen gets on you so what's the worst what's the worst punishment that coach allen has given you guys for you know, giving 100 percent uh it's gotta be stadiums man those stadiums are a killer they get you get your legs shaking mm-hmm. on the field what I'm sure, you know, obviously the focus is there the whole game, but I'm sure during timeouts or during a blowout, players have done some pretty funny stuff. So so what's the funniest thing a player or a coach has done in a practice or, or in a game? Uh, the funniest? Honestly, there's a bunch of good times. <laughs> it's funny, just, just hard to try to just pick one, you know, but, you know, if you just – you see certain guys make certain plays and they'll just, you know, do certain stuff. I mean, there's not really one I can think of, like – or that's like the funniest, but you know, <laughs> just guys doing different stuff. You know, I, I really can't pick one. There's just, it's a lot of good times. You know, we're having fun out there. So, how much does fatigue play a factor in traveling to away games? Um, fatigue? You mean like getting yeah, tired? Yeah, on the bus. 
I mean, a lot of times we fly, but we only we only drive to the close places, you know, like Illinois or Purdue. So, you know, it, it's really not that bad. We just we're only driving for a couple hours and we're only traveling for a couple hours. Normally we'll leave at like noon and then we get we get to there at like three. So it's really not that bad. How do you manage out your classes? Because I know myself and like a lot of my friends want to know, how do you manage your classes and your schoolwork when you have an away game? Uh, you got to finish all your work early. <laughs> That's what you got to do, man. Like whenever you get here, you uh, there's the best lady in the world, Ms. Krista. And uh, she pretty much helps us, you know, adjust to that. We have people that, you know, that just help us with that. And her name's Miss Krista, and uh, she helps you. She helps you do all that stuff. So we have people, you know, that help us with all that stuff. So, but yeah, you got to get the work done early, and then they give you like a little uh, piece of paper that you show your teacher, and uh, it pretty much like excuses you from like those Fridays that we have to travel. So like if I've if normally I'd, I'd have uh, you know classes on Friday, but then on during the season, you know, I can't go to them because we're traveling. Right. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the, you know, you got to focus on school. You just got to get your work done early before the weekend. Right. So, Michael, me and Davis are both very excited to, to watch how the season plays out. I know non-conference games just got canceled. So, me and Davis are excited to see how you guys face up against the other Big Ten schools. And we feel like that you guys – are going to be really good this year. So we're definitely excited for that. But thank you for this little interview on our show today. We appreciate it very much for coming on. Of course, boys. It was, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. You guys, uh, you know, you guys have got a great future ahead of you. It's, uh, this is honestly my first podcast. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Michael Ziemba, everybody, defensive end. Yeah, IU. So, Davis, obviously, we have an IU football player on our podcast, so the only correct thing to talk about is IU football, right? So, non-conference games getting canceled. Obviously, IU's not going to play any games like Ball State this year like they usually do at Lucas Oil Stadium. So, let's, let's predict IU schedule. What do you think – IU is going to – what do you think they're going to finish this year in, in record-wise? I'm going to take you guys through their schedule first. Um, they have Wisconsin first game. Then they're at Maryland, then Rutgers, then Michigan State, then Penn State, and then Ohio State, Illinois, Michigan, and Purdue. So I'll take you through game, game by game. Who who I think is gonna pull it out? I think against a very good Wisconsin team. I think the Hoosiers are gonna pull that out. I mean, I think they're gonna be a really good team this year. I'm I'm being honest here. I think IU is gonna be such a good team this year. They're gonna be much improved from previous seasons. Then Maryland, I think they're going to win that game. So we're 2-0 right now. Then Rutgers, I think they can win that game. I think they're definitely going to win that game. So 3-0. Then Michigan State, you know, Michigan State last year wasn't a very good team. 
And I don't think they're going to be that good of a team this year either. So I think we'll pull that off too. Um, 4-0. And then Penn State, that's a tough game. That's a super tough game. And we came close to beating them last year, but I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to pull it off this year. And then Ohio State, we're not, I don't think IU is going to win that game. Ohio State's just too powerful. There's such a powerhouse team. It's hard to beat a team like that. Then Illinois, I, I think we're going to win that game. IU definitely has a shot to win most of these games. So, And then Michigan, I don't think we'll win against Michigan. And then our last game is Purdue, and I think the Hoosiers will pull that off. So all in all, we're looking at about – Five and four, correct? Yeah, five and four. I I like that. I mean, IU has showed that they they've only lost to Penn State by a touchdown last time. So they can show that they can they, they can compete with those big teams like that. I'm actually gonna say they're gonna go six and three. And I feel like they're gonna win that first game at Wisconsin. Because you know, Ohio State obviously is going to be ranked top five in the nation the whole year, most likely. Penn State is always good. Michigan is always good. They're just good. They're all good football schools. That's what they do. I honestly believe IU is, is going to be hype, and they're going to take out, you know, everybody saying you guys are trash, you guys are horrible from the previous years and pull off an upset that they haven't done in a little while. I feel like they're going to win that Wisconsin game. I feel like they're going to keep it close with every other game, even the Ohio State game. I feel like that game is not going to go out of hand. I feel like IU is going to keep it within 21 points easily. What do you feel about the football schedule? Because obviously there's the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West. So how do you feel about – IU not playing every single Big Ten team. Do you think since non-conference games are canceled, they should play everybody? Yeah, I do think so because, you know, what's going to be really interesting – I'm really interested to see what the NCAA is going to do. I'm, I'm interested to see if they're going to – usually you have to win six games to get into a bowl, but now that they're only playing nine, nine games, I, I feel like – they have to lower that number to five or or have them just play every Big Ten team or most Big Ten teams. So I'll be that'll be interesting to see if they'll change the number of games to get into a bowl or not. Right, because it's six games to get into a bowl game normally. The Big Ten has fourteen teams in their conference, so if you play everybody, then you're looking at 13 games on the season, which I think there's usually there's usually 12 or 13, so that'd be perfect. And you know, IU's not playing anybody like like Northwestern this year, anybody like that. So I feel like that that could help other Big Ten schools to get more opportunity to get into a bowl game because. You know, when you're going up against big time conferences, if you're a school like if you're a school like Rutgers or Northwestern, right? 
how many how many Big Ten games are you going to win? You're probably only going to win one or two against everybody else. So when you play other schools like Idaho and schools like that that aren't necessarily as good because they're not in a big-time conference like, like the Big Ten is, I think that that would help out teams a lot more if you just played every single game in your conference. And then I think it's going to be harder to decide who goes into what bowl game because if IU plays 13 games and wins six of them, then now you have your six wins against maybe, let's say, a Wisconsin over a school like a like a Idaho or a Yukon or somebody like that. It, it's a more it's a more valuable win. Obviously, schools like Ohio State are probably only going to lose one if any games. But the reason I want to see the Big Ten schools play each other a lot more is because the fact that, you know, a lot some big schools don't play each other. Wisconsin's in the Big Ten. I'm trying to remember. Wisconsin's in the Big Ten West. Yeah, they're in the Big Ten West. And I would love to see Wisconsin face up against a school like Michigan, who's in the Big Ten East every single year. I would love to see them face up against Ohio State and Penn State every single year. Now, obviously, the Big Ten East is a lot more dominant than the Big Ten West is because you have Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State all in that section. And then you've got Minnesota even now is in the Big Ten, making a big impact in the Big Ten. They were ranked last year. That's a shocker. I've never seen Minnesota be that good at football. So even schools like that facing off against each other, I think that would make for a lot good of a college game day even. What are your thoughts? Do you want everybody to, do you want everybody to play each other, or would you rather just keep it how it is? Um, no, I want everybody to play each other. It's just, it's just not – it's not fair to the teams that, you know, have a chance to win six or seven games, but they only get nine games, and half of their games are against outstanding teams. Like the decent teams, like IU is decent. IU is going to be pretty good, but then you have teams like Ohio State and Penn State who are insanely good, who are easily going to win – eight or nine games. It, it it needs to give chances it needs to give chances to decent the decent teams that are only gonna win six or seven games. But now they don't have all the games so they could only win four or five games and not make it into a bowl. And like you were saying, it's gonna be way harder for the college committee to decide who goes in which bowl and what happens with all the teams and stuff. So it'll be just interesting to see. And I'm I'm still excited for the college football season. 
and we'll see what happens. The Big Ten East really only has two teams in it that are not historically – I wouldn't even say not historically good. They just weren't good this year. It's, that's Maryland and Rutgers. Rutgers didn't win a single game in their conference. Like, that's, that's horrible. I don't know how you don't win a single game in your conference. Now, quite frankly, the Big Ten, it's an amazing conference. It's definitely, it's definitely worthy of being a top three toughest conference in college football and college basketball. It's up there. I think it's better than the ACC. The SEC, probably not. The Pac-12, maybe not. The Big, the Big 12, yeah. I mean, I, it just really just depends. Then you look at the Big Ten West, there's usually really only been two schools that have been good in that, Wisconsin and Iowa, but then with Minnesota shocked everybody this year and they're in there. So now we've got Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. Then the rest are Illinois, Purdue, Nebraska, and Northwestern. Nebraska's been good in the past, but the past couple of years they haven't shined at all. They're three and six in the conference this year. and. I mean, Illinois made it to a bowl game this year. I mean, they made it into a bowl game. That's shocking. They went six and seven this year. They won four games in their conference. And one of them was one of them was an upset. The Big Ten West, I feel like if somebody like Michigan State, he went four and five this year because they played the whole Big Ten East. I feel like they would be at the top of the Big Ten West. Michigan State is always a decent football school. They're not, they're not amazing, but they're not horrible at all. IU's becoming that way. They're, we're decent every single year. We haven't been horrible for a long time. We haven't ever really been great. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, yeah, they've all been historically great, which is why – a lot of recruits go over there. But, yes, if non-conference games get canceled, I would rather – which, by the way, I don't understand. Like, why are you canceling non-conference games? Because, you know, I get if Alabama was supposed to play Temple at the beginning of this year, okay? I get why you don't want people from Temple – in the far east of the United States to fly down to Alabama to go through a bunch of airports and stuff like that. I get why you don't want to do that. But, like, when IU's playing Ball State or Ball State's playing Michigan, Ball State is losing millions of dollars because of their football company or program or, you know, whatever you want to call it. They're losing millions of dollars because they're playing – those big games and those big stages. So when Indiana is going to Michigan, you have to cross Ball State to get to Michigan and Michigan State. You literally have to go through Ball State and we can't even play them, which I don't, I don't really understand. What, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's, it's hard. It's a tough decision for me because I do understand it. I don't like it, but I understand it. They don't – I mean, everything that's going on with COVID and stuff, they don't want to spread it. And 
contact games and teams flying teams flying over to like say um say I use traveling to like I know this wouldn't happen but say they're traveling to Florida they again they don't want IU fans going flying to Florida and potentially spreading the virus so I do understand it I don't like it mostly because it's harder it's a it's harder for teams like Indiana to win six games if they can only play nine and half those games are against excellent teams. Right. So this is going to wrap up episode seven of DW Sports. It's felt like we started this show like five minutes ago because we had our first interview ever on the show in history with Michael Ziemba starting offensive end for IU football. I'm excited to see how Michael plays this season. I'm excited to see how IU plays this season as well. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at DW Sports with two S's. You can find us on Snapchat, DW underscore sports. You can find us on our email. Email us any questions you have, anything you want us to answer on the show at dwsportshow at gmail.com. Anyways, as of for now, Michael Ziemba, thank you for coming on our show again, if you're listening to this. And for right now, we plan to record sometime this week. So you should expect episode eight sometime this week. But right now, we are looking just to keep getting better and better as we go on each show. And we appreciate those of you that are sticking with us through this journey. So thank you guys for tuning in today for our first ever interview in IU Football Talk. I'm your host, Will Feller. And I'm your co-host, Davis Garrig. And we'll see you next time. See you.